Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your are celebrating women writers, women in publishing, women who support the whole writing and publishing process, and just badass women in general. Today, I am bringing you Angela J. Ford, who is the author of the Four World Series and a book launch strategist. She's passionate about helping authors and bloggers do more work they love by helping them with book marketing. You're most likely to find her with her nose in a book and a cup of coffee in hand, or writing prolifically as Girlfriend has published three books in seven months not just any book but like epic thousand page well maybe not quite thousand pages but very long books so welcome Angela thank you for being here thank you for having me on (laughs) oh my goodness so Angela and I have been writing buddies for a while now Uh, you if you've if you've seen any of my conferences that I've done she's always a guest on there and I just love what she's doing and love what she has to share Um, this last year has been immense for you. Tell me about it. (laughs) No joke. Uh, Wow. So in January, I sent out an email to my email list and I was like, hey guys, I have been MIA for about a year now. (laughs) And to make up for that, I'm going to release three books this year. And I gave them the release dates. I was like, you know, one in April and then one in September and one in October. And that was it. So my big secret with that was not all of those books, I did not have to write them from scratch. I at least had an ideal or an outline or at least the first draft done before I decided to do something crazy, like publish them all within seven months of each other. So uh, that's the big secret. <laughs> that is the big, se- but even so, I mean, let's not downplay the, the massiveness of what you've done. I mean, even with an outline or writing a book, I mean, I've been working on my first fiction book for going on five years now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't downplay that what you have actually accomplished. Congratulations. It's amazing. Thank you. It is. It was quite the trip. It was a little exhausting. Okay. A lot exhausting. <laughs> I imagine. Well, well, first of all, let's, why don't you tell everybody about the books that you write and about your four world series? Yeah, absolutely. So I write epic fantasy series. So it's very high fantasy. They're very long books. I think my shortest book is about 90,000 words. So on average, they're anywhere between 90,000 to 120,000 words. They're very long and in depth because there's a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of lore, but I like to make it fun. So I'm very into uh, the adventures and the quest and the traveling. And the series starts out with five warriors. And so they're the the superheroes of the world. They all have unique powers and these weapons that they carry. And it's, it's a lot of fun traveling, following their adventures through the world that they live in. And as they try to save it and the, the different obstacles they come across and how they work together to problem solve. And one of the things that I really like to do in my book is to focus in on the character development and the personalities. So I'll always have characters that are somewhat shady and you're not quite (laughs) sure what their motives are. I'll always have characters that are super annoying. And I have fans that write in, they're like, when is this character going to die? They're so annoying. (laughs) So I like to keep it exciting and not just have like 
oh, you know, everyone's like generally good and doing their thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, character development is probably one of the things that I struggle with most when, when working with a fiction book. So before we get into talking about book marketing, do you have any tips on how someone can really fully develop their characters so that they are those type of characters that people either are like, please kill them or don't you ever (laughs) dare kill this person ever? Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my biggest struggle. I really struggled with that working on the five warriors. And thankfully, I had beta readers that helped me out. So my method is really focused on the uh, the showing, not the telling. So that's a big thing that helps take yourself into the mind of the character and kind of like see things from their perspective. So I do some of their thought process. I try not to do too much because I don't want it to be too introspective and therefore bore the reader. But I do get a little bit into their their thought process and some conflicting thoughts that they have in certain situations. Uh, and then I think the biggest thing that I've done to help with the character development is people watching. And so I'll go to coffee shops and I'll kind of watch how people interact. And it's very telling, not what they say, but their body language. So just watching the way that, you know, if I see a couple sitting at a table, I'll kind of look at the way that they're facing each other. or Maybe they're not facing each other or, you know, the way their hands touch when they're grabbing their, their tea or their coffee, or maybe, you know, they're, they're in an argument and they're not really looking at each other and they're not really making eye contact. Or maybe they're just like staring at their phones the whole time because they don't care. And whatever is in their phones is way more interesting than what's going on between the two of them. Uh, So it's just very fascinating. You'll go out and just watch people and watch for the very like silent interactions. And it's curious because when you're people watching, you'll start making up stories in your head that may or may not be true. It's just fascinating. You're like, Ooh, what if they just like came from a crew for a couple of days and they're going to meet like the, the in-laws and just like very like fascinating random stuff. So you can kind of pick up the tension between them. And then, uh, just to help with that. I also watch a lot of movies and TV shows because it's, it's easier to tell what situation people are in, especially if you're watching an action movie or a drama. People get into different situations and so you know what their emotions are because of the, the show. And it's interesting to watch also what they're doing with their body language in order to develop your characters. And then the, the final thing I do is a lot of reading. I read a ton of books. Uh, I think my goal for every year is to read at least 50 books. I'm on like 39 right now. Um, I know what you'll be doing that, over Christmas break. Yeah. <laughs> You've got 11 <laughs> more books to go. <laughs> reading. <laughs> Uh, but reading also helps because I can really look for that character development and I can say, okay, like this character, I feel like I know them well enough. I know what they're going to do next. I know what their next actions will be. And I think one of, um, one of my favorite kind of character developments is in Lord of the Rings, the character of Frodo. Uh, I think it's very fascinating. I was reading about him and the part where he was going to destroy the ring. I got to a certain part where I was like, well, I feel like I know Frodo so well. I know that he is not going to destroy the ring. Like he may walk all the way up to Mount Doom, but there's no way he's going to take that ring off his finger and just toss it in the mountain of fire. He's way too attractive to it. He's too hooked. Like he just cannot do that. And once I realized that, I was like, how is this going to end? Like the ring (laughs) has to be destroyed. So if Frodo's not going to do it, who's going to do it? Like, you know, like he has great intentions, but he's never going to do that. So I think that's very telling when you can get to the point where your readers can kind of know the character so well that they know what they're going to do next. Like that's when you know that you finally have gotten that, that character development down. 
Absolutely. That's a great tip on the people watching. I hadn't thought about it, but it's so true, especially if you're struggling with how to show, not tell, you know, just taking a moment to actually, because it's hard sometimes to pull those, even though you can see it in your head, sometimes it's really hard but to go and watch someone else and then kind of, it's almost like, I I would guess it would be almost like an artist would sketch a couple. You're kind of like sketching them with words instead of pictures. That's a really great tip. Well, um, so Angela is self-published on all of her books. And for those of you who have ever tried to self-publish a book, be it fiction or nonfiction, you realize once that time arrives that really the hardest part about publishing a book is the marketing, (laughs) the writing actually, all of a sudden, even though you've struggled and you're like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to write this book? Once you get to the marketing, you're like, oh crap, the writing was the easy part. Mm -hmm. Um, I have loved watching your very outside of the box strategies in marketing your book um, from partnering with a candle maker to, I mean, to your newsletter swaps. I would just, if you want to just tell us about some of your favorite ways to market outside of the box and what those were, uh, then we can dig into some of the specifics of them if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think marketing is a ton of fun. Um, so it's actually one of the things I really enjoy doing. I know that's a little odd to hear. But, <laughs> but the um, world needs people like you, Angela. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to do was really start early with the publishing process. So in January, when I decided when I was going to publish all of my books, I also went ahead and hired my book cover designer to do all of my book covers. I told her that I needed four book covers this year. Mm-hmm. And... I know I only published three, but I told her I needed four. So I'm working on another cover with her right now. I know. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I just didn't want to stress out about, you know, it's like two weeks out from launch and you're like, oh my gosh, my book cover. So I hired her to do that and also do a lot of my book swag. So I have bookmarks that go along with that. And, you know, people pre-order, they can get bookmarks. And then I always like to do something that's really fun with uh, the book swag. So I have, um, I use Society6, which allows you to just upload your artwork and then they will sell uh, stuff for you. So I have mugs and pillows and just different fun things like that, different swag that people can buy. The the tote bags and the mugs have been very popular at the plate. And then of course, candles. And I absolutely love, like I think with, with reading and writing, it's important to fill it with all of your senses. So when you're reading, you're just kind of like looking at the words, but if you can also smell the world that you're diving into, that just takes the experience to another level. So I work with uh, book uh, scent candles to create that that scent for me. And the process is really fun. Uh, What she does is I'll send her a book and she'll read it. And as she's reading, she'll knock down note down the different fragrances that she notices within the book. And then from there, she'll create uh, four samples, send those over to me. I'll smell them, choose uh, which scent does the most justice to the book, and then pick out the color. And then from there, we're in business. The candles are made. There are two sizes. There's uh, a bigger size and then like a smaller, like 10 size. And yeah, people can buy those from our site and just like immerse themselves in the world. And I absolutely love that. (laughs) 
That's incredible. Um, I mean, just the the thought. I mean, I try to get creative in my book marketing, but I can assure you that until I saw your post with the the scented candle to match your book, that thought had never crossed my mind. <laughs> so kudos to you and kudos to books and candles for being yeah. so creative. That's that's just incredible. I'm kind of like, uh, where do I go from there? Because that's the coolest thing ever. Do you yeah, find and, and do people get into that? Do they are they buying the candles? Oh yeah, they do. I had a book release party. And the candles pretty much outsold the books. Like, <laughs> hope you have a good deal with your candle maker. <laughs> I do, I do. It's fantastic. So you know, candles all the way. I love it because it's it's just not what people expect. Like they're right. Oh, there's a candle to go with it. But I've seen on Instagram, which is one of my favorite social media platforms to connect with book bloggers, but a lot of them will post a book and they'll have like the flowers and a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And they just have all these things that they'll put together and candles are a big part of it too. And I was like, oh, so, you know, like mugs, like, yes, people think about branding mugs, Mm -hmm. but candles, that's uh, another thing that's happened more recently where people are like, oh, the candles, like we have to have the scent of the world. And that's really big, especially with Harry Potter fans. Like you'll see all the different candles. It's really cool. That is really cool. Well, let's talk about some of the other ways if people aren't perhaps in uh, in in the candle scene or if they're releasing, for example, a self-help business type book and a candle may not go with it. <laughs> what are some other fun ways that they can um, engage with other communities and people to market their book outside of the box? Yeah. So one of the biggest things is really the network. So when I was getting ready to release, I knew I had to build up my email list and get that really big because I'd ignored it for a while. And so I lost like 300 subscribers and I was like, okay, I need to like (laughs) double my email list and really get going again on that. And so one of the strategies I found is that there are different groups for authors, just depending on your genre, you can join different groups, different Facebook groups are out there. And there there really are a lot of different cross promotion uh, opportunities available. So some of those include the newsletter swaps where, you know, I'll tell you, hey, I'll promote your book to my newsletter. And on this date, if you'll promote my book to your newsletter on this date. There are really two benefits for it. So one, you're getting exposed to that bigger audience, which is fantastic. And a bunch of readers that you may not have heard of you before get to see your book. And then secondly, you also get the exposure. So the first time someone sees your book, they might not buy it. They might click on it, read the description, but they might not buy it yet. But if you have a certain number of newsletter swaps for over a one to two week period, and they're seeing your book over and over again because they're part of different author newsletters, then they start saying, oh, this person really is something. They are everywhere. And then after that, you know, it might be the third time, it might be the 10th time they see it, they'll click on it and they'll make that purchase. Mm -hmm. So the ideal is really getting the exposure out there. And the more you do that, the more you market your book and get it out there, the more likely people are to buy it. Absolutely. And one of the one of the really big stumbling blocks I've seen with authors is that they'll they'll do something for a month, or they'll do it for three months, and then they'll say, "I'm not getting the results I want," and they'll stop. And that's a really big uh, that's a really big problem because if you do something for one month or two months or three months, that doesn't necessarily mean that people see your book and you haven't reached the audience. I mean, they're just like just the United States audience has millions of people. And, you know, if you think worldwide, like if you reach a thousand people over a month period and you give up, like 
that's such a big mistake because you have so many more people that you can reach. So the goal is to stay consistent with the book marketing and keep doing it. Even if you aren't seeing the results you're seeing yet, it's, I've heard someone say that, you know, if you're not seeing the results that you want, do something for two years. And if you still aren't seeing the results, then stop. Two years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Two years, people. Two years. That's a long time. It is. I I agree with you, though. And especially like, you know, in in a, we live in a super oversaturated market of books Mm -hmm. just in general we're fighting you know with with getting it out there on ourselves with at the beginning smaller platforms etc but like I try to always tell authors is that once you publish a book you become a an entrepreneur you become a salesperson and it takes on the average per the research that's out there that everyone hears a minimum of seven touches to get someone before they're in the door. Now with yours, you've got raving fans. So once they read your first one, they're, they're hooked in. But I think it's that way with anybody. Once, once they read your first book and decide if they like you, um, they're in, they're in. So now that email list becomes important because then you can continue to reach out to them and tell them what's going on. But yeah, don't, don't give up is the overall message. Keep, keep going with it. Exactly. Your marketing swaps are great. The newsletter swaps are great. As soon as I get something that I feel is legit that could be swapped, I so want to swap with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) So one of the strategies is the also box. Um, And so when you go to your Amazon product page, you can see your book listed and your reviews. But then below that, you can see customers who bought this book also bought. And then they'll list out the other books that they bought. And so this is important because when someone buys your book, they get a list of, you know, if you like this book, you'll also like these books. And Amazon will make additional recommendations to them. So you want your books to be in those recommendations, especially if they're in your genre and they're best-selling books. And you want to be linked up with those best-selling books because you want to sell more books. So that's one of the strategies that I've been implementing and it really makes a difference in the the book sales. So it's... um, I know self-publishing can feel like this, like, oh, I'm alone. And it really is a joint effort. And authors are, they're a lot of fun. And I've been hanging out with a lot of uh, authors that have been hitting the USA Today bestsellers list and just looking at their different strategies. And one of the things that I notice about those authors is that they aren't afraid to invest in their book marketing. They're not afraid to to spend money. And some people don't have huge budgets, you know, it might be a couple hundred dollars. Some people have thousands of dollars to pour into book marketing, but they're all doing it. And I've noticed that, you know, the the indie authors that do have more money to invest in their book marketing strategies, they're actually the ones that are making that five, six, seven figures uh, a year with their books. So, and then another thing I've noticed too about the authors that are making more money is that they have a lot more books out. They didn't just write one or two books and then call it a day and give up. Like they spent years writing those books and getting to that place. And there's a big, it almost seems like people try to sell you on, you know, the instant success thing. They say like, oh yeah, you can get 10,000 subscribers in 10 days. Here you go. Here are the steps. Here's the strategy. But you, it's really more about the building up to that. And I'm a big fan of the building up to that because like, you know, it didn't take me 10 days to get 10,000 subscribers. Right. So it took, it took a long time. Like I had to build up to that. And then with my books, I've been a published author for just over two years now. And so I'm really starting to see that 
not even the consistent sales, but, you know, the higher numbers, you know, instead of people just buying, you know, like, oh, one or two books a day, you know, the numbers are much higher now, which is excellent. But that that really just goes to show that it's it's applying the strategies and staying consistent with it versus trying to just get those like real quick, like, okay, I did this for two weeks and I didn't get 10,000 subscribers, so I should give up. Um, that's definitely not the attitude. <laughs> so you don't have the pill for instant success, Angela. I'm so disappointed. Sorry. We have to actually work at this. We have to actually put in the time. No. Yeah. It's, it's so worth it though. Yes. Um, one of the other outside of the box strategies I really want to talk about because this is new and there's a lot of like back and forth about it is the chat box. So Facebook Messenger, you can yes. set up a chat box, bot, B-O-T on Facebook Messenger and use that as very similar to having an email list itself. It's a little bot. And so you'll still need to find a provider for it, much like you have to find an email provider. And so um, I've used both mini chat and chat fuel to set that up. And then one of the things that I've heard a lot of people talk about is that they don't want someone chat bot to be able to send them messages on Facebook because it feels like spam. Right. And the big thing with that is like an email address, people have to opt in. And so I have little pop-ups and widgets on my website now that tell people, hey, like, would you like updates for me via Messenger? And if you say yes, then you'll be subscribed and you can unsubscribe at any time. But it's just a faster way of getting into people's inboxes and it has a much, much, much higher open rate. So when my third book came out, I started building a, a subscriber base via Messenger. And so I was able to just send out a broadcast, a message to everyone that has subscribed and say, hey, my new book release today is out now. Here are the purchase links. You know, if you need a different retailer, just let me know and I'll send you the links to, you know, Barnes & Nobles or uh, Kobo or iBooks, you know, if you don't want to buy it on Amazon. So I sent those out and it was fantastic because I had a hundred percent open rate. And then I had people responding immediately that were saying like, Oh, Hey, thanks for letting me know. I went ahead and grabbed it. This is awesome. Now I can read it and review it. And it was a completely different experience from sending out emails and going like, wow, less than 50% of the people open their emails. Like what is wrong with them? (laughs) I mean, it's so true. We've gotten so oversaturated in our emails. I hardly ever open any of mine either, even on the list that I want to be on. Yeah. Um, But Facebook Messenger, you know, I'm on Facebook pretty much all day long and it's such a quick click and pay attention to it. But, uh, oh my gosh, you have mentioned so many things here. We may have to have like seven interviews with you because <laughs> I want I want to hop back and talk to talk to something that you just mentioned a minute ago um, indirectly. But the whole idea of collaboration and collaborative efforts and how important that truly is to authors in general across the board. Um, I think a lot of people get afraid of competition, but you just hit it right on the head. Like, you know, there's, there's room for all of us. And Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, that, that competition actually helps everybody, not competition, collaboration helps everybody do a lot better. So anybody who's scared of like, well, if I promote this person on my list, what, you know, what if they start buying all their books instead of mine, you're entering with the wrong attitude. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so important to hear because one of the things that like I promote tons of books Mm -hmm. and I have my readers, they come back and they say like, 
great. I've read everything that you have out. When's your next book coming out? And I'm right. like, that's going to be months because <laughs> I spent months working on these books and then people just swallowed them down in a few hours. And I'm like, oh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful. It's great. But you know, if it takes people a few hours to read my books, like there's plenty of time for them to go read the other four five or six books that I promoted this week. If that's how fast they're going to read. So it's not, it's not about, oh my gosh, like we're competing with each other. There's plenty of room. It's like, Absolutely. it's like buying coffee. Like, right. you know, you're always going to buy another cup tomorrow. You know, you're exactly. going to have more later. It's not like this is the only cup of coffee I'm going to have for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, one thing that you do super, super well is your landing pages. Um, they're gorgeous, by the way. Um, I have landing page envy every time I go to your website. <laughs> so kudos oh to God. whoever is, does it, do you do you design those yourself or do you have someone? Who yeah, does? that's me. Uh, I wow. love building websites and landing pages. So I do that. Uh, one of the things that I noticed with a lot of author websites, I, I was, when I was building my own, I was like looking at all these websites and I was like, it's so convoluted and it's so confusing. Like I go here, I just want to see what books they have and where I can buy them. Like it should be so simple. And then the email list, oh my gosh, couldn't find it. And so like, I want to build something that's very simple. So when people get to the page, they know exactly what to do. So the book cover, the buttons where they can buy it, if they don't want that, they can scroll down, they can get on the email list, they can enter the giveaway if I have one running at that time, they can learn more about who I am and what I do, just like everything on one page, just make it super easy. Of course, the most important thing is buy my book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's got to be big and easy to find. Yes, yes. And so I include, I think I include the buy buttons in three places on the actual page. So at the top, when they first enter it, and then at the very bottom right before they exit out so that if they get down to the bottom they're like oh I do want to buy this book after all then they can click on that and so I use my I asked my designer to build me a graphic for each page so along with the the book cover I also have the graphic and then I also do animated book covers as well so I'll have someone create an animated book cover and just to give it a little bit of movement and keep the eyes on the page uh, what but does that mean an animated book cover so it, it's pretty much a gift. It, it moves okay. a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It, uh, people tell me they're like, oh, I, I like it. Like it's moving a little bit and that was distracting. And so I stayed on the page longer. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> goals. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the landing page, I think is really important because, you know, you, you want people to buy the book and you want to give them a full description so that they can learn what it's about. If it's nonfiction, then they also need to know how this book is going to help them and what are the benefits they'll get out of reading this book. You know, what is the end result that they should expect? The fiction is just like entertainment. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you mentioned all the different sales links, and this is something I've been trying to um, educate my audience on is that just loading to Amazon is not enough. If you want to see huge sales, you've got to give your audience all these other places. So you mentioned that you offer uh, Barnes and Noble and iBooks and all of those things. Um, Was it difficult for you to figure out that process? And how do you um, set all of those up? And and what is that process for people who only know how to to publish through CreateSpace? We want to make sure they know that that's not the only route. And there are lots of other ways to do it and places. Yeah. Yeah. So I published through CreateSpace for my print books. And then the ebook, I use KDP, 
which is Kindle Direct Publishing, they're also getting ready to, um, they're working on their print program. So you'll see that you'll be able to create a paperback for print in KDP now. Mm-hmm. It's still in beta, so it's not exactly where it needs to be at right. the time of this recording. Um, but they're working on it. They're trying to get it so that, you know, create space will go away. And you can just go to KDP for everything, both the ebook and the print. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my biggest struggles actually was trying to determine whether or not to just stay exclusively on Amazon or to, as they say, go wide, which is make my book available on all the different platforms. Um, just because Amazon has this great Kindle Unlimited program, right. where if your book is exclusively available on Amazon, people can people who are part of Kindle Unlimited can read it for free because they're paying their monthly subscription and you'll get paid out for those page reads. And that tends to bring in a lot, a lot of money for people. Like people talk about the thousands that they make because of the KU program. It's kind of a a back and forth. But at the end of the day, I have fans. They wanted to read my books on Nook and Kobol and uh, iBooks. And so I decided to go ahead and go wide just because of that. And, you know, they say that building up uh, a wider audience takes longer because you can't just promote your Amazon link. Right. You have to promote all the other links and make sure that people know that it's available everywhere. Right. So it's almost like adding more to your workload, so to speak, because you have to do a lot more promotion. So it was actually very easy to set that up. I actually use Draft to Digital, mm-hmm. which is a distributor, and that will push it to. Uh, all of the retailers, as well as some other smaller subscription sites, which I don't think are useful at all. Um, but it does. <laughs> I don't. Hey, we'll use them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't really seen any sales there. Like, I really think that um, Amazon and iBooks and Kobo and Nook a little bit are the biggest ones where I've seen sales. I also am on Google Play and I use uh, Pronoun for that, books.pronoun.com. And that will allow you to distribute to Google Play because Google Play is, well, they say they're closed for business. So you can't go directly to Google Play and set up an account and try to distribute your books there. Um, I get some sales on Google Play. Like I've gotten four this year. So, I mean, that, that's four people who might yeah, hey. Both if they haven't been on there. It's not impressive at all, but it's there. And then um, also, oh, what else? Yeah, so those are the ones that I use. And then I would highly recommend instead of using a distributor to push your books to Kobo, that you go directly to Kobo, I think, writinglife.com um, and go ahead and upload your books directly on Kobo because you can ask them to turn on promotions, the promotions app for you. And then from there, you can, um, they do like an editor's, like books that the editor recommends. And so you can get your book featured on the homepage, right. just different things that can really make your book visible. They'll do free books. And Kobo's really good about setting your prices for you. So you don't have to remember to go back to your account and set your prices. If you get into a promotion with Kobo, they'll make sure your price is right. And, you know, the price goes down when it needs to go down and it goes back up to normal price when it needs to go back up. So definitely have had a great experience um, promoting through Kobo. It's helped me reach an extra thousand people. Wow, that that's great. Kobo uh, that I otherwise would not have been able to reach. So I highly recommend doing that instead of you know using the the distributor for that. Just go directly to Kobo, send them support and email, ask them to turn on the promotions tab, and then you can submit your book for their different promotions. That's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't thought about um, draft to digital. 
I've been uploading all of our books like directly to the sites, but sometimes it's nice to just let somebody do all the work for you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's a great tip. We want to save time as we're doing. So, um, have do, so do you actually market or direct people to all of those sites, or do you direct people just to your website and then you have all of those different links at the website or both? Yeah. So to get around all of the hard work. I just tell people to go to my website. So at the bottom of every single email I send out, I have pictures of each of my book covers. And when people click on that, it takes them to the landing page on my website. And then from there, they can choose which, which site they want to buy from. Um, I've been playing around with trying to push iBooks a little bit more because I really want to up the revenue on iBooks. And it's doing quite well. I've been putting the iBooks buttons at the top just to see what happens. And People are clicking on them. They're buying it. Uh, so that, that's good to see. Well, that's a great marketing tip too, that placement matters mm-hmm. and how people see it. And also like how important it is to have a single call to action. Um, you know, you're directing them straight to your website and then they can do what they want to on your website, but you've gotten them to your website, which is, I think, so much more important than just directing somebody to a site where you'll never capture any information about them or who's visiting and all those good things. Uh, Facebook ads, do you use them at all? I do a little bit. I actually need to hire someone to like run them all for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good with targeting because, you know, I can do the ads and stuff. It's great, but it really is all about the the targeting. So I do use that and I would highly recommend it. Um, I also use Amazon ads. Uh, that's just a great way to meet readers right where they're at. Um, they're already on Amazon shopping. Right. And so if they see your book, they're more likely to buy it because they went there to shop and to spend money. And so, you know, be where, be where your people are at, you know, meet them where they're at. Uh, Facebook is a little bit different. I use it both to drive traffic to my website and then also to, um, yeah, to do like the, the book sales, but Facebook has a much wider audience. So you're capturing people that are readers and people that aren't readers. So there's more filtering that needs to happen there. Sure. Do you use a plugin or a service to add all your books to the bottom of your email or have you just gone in and set up your own um, signature with them in there? Yeah, I set up my own signature. Um, I just use the drag and drop template. Mm -hmm. I'm using, I have two different email providers that I'm using right now. Um, I'm mid switch, but I use MailerLite, which is fun and easy. And then I'm also using AuthorReach, which AuthorReach is very, is an email provider exclusively for authors. So nice. those are the only ones that will be on their site. And it's fantastic because their their email open rates, um, if you use AuthorReach, you'll probably see higher open rates because they're, they're very focused on the reader and the reader base and making sure that high quality emails are going out to readers. Great. Uh, and then they also help me grow my, e- my email list. So I think I haven't been using them for that long, but I've already had, you know, close to a thousand subscribers because I've been using them because they not only are an email marketing provider, but they also help to promote authors. So they put together different cross promotions uh, just to help authors really grow. They help facilitate swaps and stuff. So it's almost like it's not just an email provider. It's like an email provider plus, you know, help growing your your email marketing. Yeah. And then they have other services as well. So that's actually something that's been very helpful. And I've been like looking at everything and instead of using like Meller Lite and Insta Freebie and Book Funnels, actually cheaper to just use Author Reach instead of paying for all those different services and being like, oh my gosh. Um, 
That's fantastic. And Insta Freebie and Book Funnel, they, they really just help you deliver free books to emails to people in exchange for an email address. Mm-hmm. So AuthorReach does that as well. And so it's actually cheaper to just use AuthorReach instead of paying for all of these different providers to make this one thing happen. <laughs> uh, do you think it would be successful for nonfiction writers as well? Absolutely. They do everybody. It's not just a fiction book. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's fantastic. I did not, I was not aware of that new service at all. So thank you. Oh yeah. They're they're up and coming. (laughs) I will be checking it out as soon as we get off of this interview. Um, Okay. So we have been chatting for quite a while, but in a nutshell, if you could recap, like, I don't know, your top, maybe three tips on what a brand new author should do, should focus on right out the gate. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot here to get you to, you know, you've given us (laughs) lots of tips there. What would be the top three things a brand new author could do to gain the visibility that they need and to make sure that they're doing all the things we just talked about? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say build your email list Mm -hmm. and make friends with other authors, especially authors in your genre. And, you know, join in on those cross promotion opportunities as they arise, you know, especially when your book is before your book's coming out, you kind of want to focus on the list building. But then afterwards, you can focus on the list building and the sales. And that's really right. exciting. Right. And then the last thing is just stay consistent. Like, I know people talk about overnight success. And yes, there are some people that it just randomly happens to them. They release something and they're making all this money and they have all these subscribers and it's crazy and it's fun. And then they disappear and you never hear about them again. (laughs) It's better to stay consistent and to, you know, stay sticky or so to say, Uh, make sure, you know, you're having those consistent sales and you're not giving up every time you do something and it doesn't work out right the first time, you know, just pivot and keep going, keep pushing. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) That has been fantastic advice. One of the things that I love, Angela, is that we have been doing collaborative webinars and interviews for well over a year. And I always learn a crap ton of new information. So (laughs) thank you for being so open and sharing all of that. And where can people find you if they want to come to you for more great advice? Yeah, just go to my website, AngelaJFord.com. And that is B-Hub for everything. <laughs> Yay, that's great. And and you'll get sucked in because it's just a gorgeous site. My husband and I were checking out your site the other night because I was like, we're building some pages right now. And I was like, you got to mm-hmm. look at Angela's site. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is like the bar that I achieved to reach. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> I love wow. it. Good job. Thank you so much for, for sharing all that information today. Thank you. Yeah, this is fantastic. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.